0: It is Jared of the GM on ESPN 1025, The Game Fireball Hot Take Friday. GM, how are you? Outstanding. Okay, I've got two hot takes to start the show. Do you want the Titans take or the non-Titans take?
1: Uh, Either one. All
0: right, I'll start with the non-Titans take. Nashville Lifestyles Magazine came out today with the 20 most beautiful people in Nashville. Apparently, I'm not on the list. Therefore, it does not count. So I would just say that. If they have a list of most 20 beautiful people in Nashville and I'm not on the list then I know it's a fake list.
1: I mean, you're not even on the list in your house.
0: <laughs> I mean, I should, a, I, I'm not saying I've I'm number your, one.
1: I've seen your mom and dad. You're not on the list well, I don't live in the house. family.
0: I do not live at their house. But
1: <laughs> I know you live alone. You're not on the list.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. I'm not saying I should be number one on the most beautiful people in Nashville list, but definitely top 15, without a doubt. Uh, definitely on that list. Now, the Titans take. Titans at Falcons Sunday. pregame show 930 at the George Jones. I have a horrible, horrible feeling about this Falcons game. I just think the Falcons are better than you. The only way you win is if their coach screws it up, which there's a possibility there, but their coach has been in the Super Bowl. So we can laugh at him and is tell-the-truth Monday and protect-the-ball Wednesday and all that stuff that he does. But he's been in the Super Bowl, so he at least has an idea of what he's doing. They have Matt Ryan. You don't. They have Julio Jones. You don't. They have Grady Jarrett. You don't. Although you have Jarrell Casey, who's okay. They have Mohamed Sanu. They have Calvin Ridley. They have better players. And the reason this is a hot take that I feel awful about the Falcons game is because I believe if the Titans go to Atlanta and lose on Sunday, the season is essentially over. Didn't we talk
1: about one and three teams and three and one teams earlier in the week?
0: But those other three and one teams... And the one
1: and three teams were... Better than you. And and who were the one and three teams?
0: Houston and Indianapolis last
1: uh, year. Okay, and they finished okay. And then the three and one teams included... Tennessee. Okay, and they finished less than Indy and Houston. So, I'm, I'm not... I mean, nobody wants to be one and three. But we've been through the three and ones. And it didn't help a great deal. So let's just go ahead and find a way to win this one, and then figure out the win after that.
0: I'm just saying. I believe the. I still think the Titans are a good team, and yet at the same time, I feel horrible about Sunday's game. And you can tell me all you want about hey, this team was one in three and they made it to the blank. This team was one in three and they made it to. Whatever, and this team, and that's great, but this Titans team, for example, the one the 2002 Titans were one and four and ended up in the AFC title game at 11 and five. This team ain't the 2002 Titans. They ain't that good. So here I am saying I feel like one and three for this team, where they are talent wise, one and three might be too big of a hole to dig themselves out of. I really I'm starting to feel that way. How are they going to how are they going to dig themselves out of it?
1: You are. This this is kind of I mean you this is your personality. What do you mean? This how we can't do it. How are we going to get out of it? We're we, we're we're going to sit around and cry. And nobody cares. Nobody cares. I mean that's not the way the business works. You got to find a way to go out and win. And that's what they intend to do. Now, is Atlanta better than than this team? I would say they are. Does that mean you can't win? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think you can find a way and there is a way. But is it going to be easy? Heck no. I mean, they've got they've got a quarterback and a running back and three of the maybe the best group of receivers in the league. So that is tough. So I mean, but but you got to go in there. I think this team. I think this game versus this team. The the you've heard of complimentary football before. This game can be won, I think, if you do a great job with complimentary football. If you go out there, each group on your own trying to, I mean, it could it's going to be tough. So I think this is a game that. That um, you know, if you understand playing together, and hopefully Vrabel, you know, can put together some kind of a plan that involves all three areas and how they they can, you know, if, if even if you don't win your area, even if we don't completely stop the receivers and the quarterback, we just need to contain them, just slow them down, mm-hmm. just keep them within a. You know, within some kind of parameters and not let him, like Devontae Adams last night. I mean, Devontae Adams goes up, goes off for. I don't, it's like we were saying earlier, in the early part of the game, he looked like he was going to re- get receptions for 400 yards. I mean, he just kept going and kept going. He kept thinking, what the heck? Now he ended up getting hurt. And that, uh, you know, that definitely slowed him down. But. I mean, you can't count on that.
0: I'm just saying, if I'm Atlanta, I throw the ball to Julio Jones on every play. I have no need for any other play in this game. Throw the ball to Julio. Now, that's not all they're going to do, but that's what I would do. And, again, to me, you're right. Vrabel's going to have to come up with some plan of complementary football. The Titans are going to have to play a smart game. The Titans are going to have to get a little lucky. And the Titans are going to have to do something they haven't done in two weeks, which is make some freaking plays out there on the field. Get an interception force a fumble, go up and get the football, break off a big run. They're going to have to do something like that, something we haven't seen them do in two weeks. They are going to have to do that. Now, I don't have a lot of faith in them being able to do that right now. I don't feel good about the Tennessee Titans because they're certainly not going to out-talent the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday. I think all of us can agree with that.
1: Well, it, it, when you're talking about offense, I would agree. Defense, You ain't now?
0: got Dion Jones on defense.
1: that's one guy
0: he's a great player
1: Yeah, he's not a great player a great player he fits that system perfectly and was drafted for that system now if he tried to play in some of these other systems he'd be a backup but for them doing what they want carrying a receiver across the field in that coverage he can do that because he can run like a, a scalded dog but I mean, there there are a lot of those guys. I mean, the one thing about them on defense is they're not very big, because they they uh, rely on running around and chasing and doing some of those things. So on offense, we're going to have to go out and mash them. I mean, turn this into a bloodletting and not not no, you know, no white flag. I mean, this is going to go right to the end, and it's got to be ugly ugly and dirty and nasty. Just the way we want it.
0: So do you have confidence in the Titans on Sunday? Sure. Why? I just told you. We got to go in there and measure. They they couldn't do that to Jacksonville. They had an ugly this, game against this, Indianapolis. They couldn't win this that team,
1: game. This team is different than Jacksonville. This team, this team's not very big. Now they're they can run. They've got some talent up front in their front seven, but they're not big strong guys. And that's why you know you're hoping you can go in there and just mash him for a while and let the big running back get his. I mean, this is if there was ever a game that that Derek's size and weight and all those things should help you take a toll. It's this game.
0: Let's say the Titans win and they're at two and two. I think if you're at two and two you're very much still in the season. The season's still then because then it turns, and you get Buffalo, and after Buffalo, you get, I think, Denver. And so you get some bad teams that roll up on your schedule, uh, teams you should beat, although, trust me, you know, don't worry about me. I have no faith in you being able to beat those teams. But you will play some teams you should beat after the Atlanta game, which would give you a chance to you know get your record in check but if you lose and you start 1 and 3 then you have to play 3 and 0 buffalo with and you have absolutely no room for error once you go to 1 and 3 which again i there are some teams that have the talent to pull themselves out of 1 and 3 i do not view the tennessee titans as a team that have the talent to pull themselves out of 1 and 3 they're simply just not that they're just not that good and to your point about what happened in the Jacksonville game, there is blood in the water and all these teams are going to play the Titans and they're going to know, oh, all we got to do against the Titans is we just need to rush them and we just need to go right at the right guard and we'll do this and we'll kill them. And that's what I'm afraid is going to happen on Sunday. I have no faith in this team. This team this week has said nothing, done nothing that has given me any modicum of belief that they're going to Atlanta and they're not going to get down 14, nothing off the bat. I'm worried about the quarterback. I'm worried about protecting the quarterback. And again, if you're one and three, do you really think this Tennessee Titan team has the mental wherewithal to pull themselves out of a one and three hole and get themselves back into position to compete?
1: Absolutely. It happens every single year to better teams
0: every year. The better teams are better teams
1: talent. that are not better. You think Buffalo is Buffalo a world kill- killer killer? you think they're going to beat New England this week? They can't come out of you 1 and 3. You think they're going
0: to beat New England this week? No, but they can't okay. come out of 1 and 3. They, they could Buffalo come out of 1 is and 3. not talented enough to get themselves out of 1 and 3. Indianapolis oh, I don't know about that. I Indianapolis seen yet. Indianapolis with Andrew Luck at quarterback is talented enough to get themselves out of 1 and 3. Houston with Watson and Watson. Hopkins. Got, I
1: mean, Indy got out of one and five. Because they got the talent to get out of one and well, five. Well, how did they get to one and five if they're all that talented?
0: Bad Hello, start. yeah, thank Bad you. Bad start from that right. you. Thank you. They got themselves out of it. Houston is talented enough to get themselves out of one and three. They're certainly not well coached enough. It's talent in Houston. The Titans <laughs> don't have the talent to get out of one and three, and I'm not sure they have the coaching. To get out of one and three. So I find Sunday's game, this is where I'm torn. I find Sunday's game to be an absolute, hands down, must win football game. And if they don't, I'm all but ready to call it a season. Okay. This team does not have the talent. Fine. They don't have enough good players. Fine.
1: Fine. I mean, you can, you got that right. You can do that. It's just like everybody else. You can make the choice. That's. I mean, that's. I fine. am not
0: banking on. In the NFL, it happens every year. One team starts poorly and gets hot. You ain't gonna be that team. You just don't have it. Where's, so where's where's 12 and 4? Let's take your calls. Where's 12 and 4? 12 and 4 is suspended right now with <laughs> 12, Taylor Lawan. 615-737-1025. 615. I said suspended. 615-737-1025 <laughs> is the phone number. Here's the question. Do you have, have the Titans done anything? That gives you faith they'll beat the Atlanta Falcons. Anything. I just need something. That makes me think they're gonna beat the Atlanta Falcons. And I ain't got it. And on the other side of it, are they done? Are they done if they lose Sunday? Is that it for Vrabel year two? Six one five. Seven three seven one oh two five? And how can you not feel like? The Titans are done if they start one and 5 Fireball Hot Take Friday Jared and the GM live from the Wholesale Inc. studio powered by RumbleOn dot ESPN one zero two five the game. How dangerous are the Falcons, uh, particularly with Julio H- Jones?
2: Well, I mean, I think that they have um, very good skill players. I mean, obviously um, Matt orchestrates it very well. They have a runner that runs hard. Um, you know, based on you know his availability, I would say. You know, Ito's a good changeup, a good third down back, a good scat back that has been able to, to gain some yards in there, and you know, they've gotten him in space. But obviously um, Julio is a phenomenal player, phenomenal talent, um, consistently um, excellent. Um, Sanu's been dependable, reliable, a, a lot of really good you know, qualities, uh, whether that be on third down or um, work in the middle of the field. And then Ridley um, is really... Um, continued where he, you know, started his career at.
0: That's Mike Vrabel, the Titans coach. And you hear those names for the Falcons, and you think, my God, how are the Titans going to stop the Falcons on Sunday? Here's what I don't get: the Falcons, though, are still one and two. It's not like the Falcons are winning every game, thirty-eight to three, like they did three years ago, the year they went to the Super Bowl. If there's any positive, I think that's got to be one of them. Is there's something that's wrong in Atlanta? And I was looking this up. We know all the star players for Atlanta. Did you know that Atlanta, on the season, is 10th in total offense, 7th in total defense, and yet 22nd in points scored and 21st in points allowed? Red zone. Which tells me they're getting down there. They're just not doing anything when they get down there. Which makes no sense, because wouldn't you just throw the ball to Julio every time you get down there?
1: Well again I mean there's the the great thing about Julio is like last week you see him being doubled and and the guys are both you know a yard and a half off of him and they throw a, he throws a rotten pass and it turns into a jump ball and he just out jumps them both and comes down and well in the in, in the red zone you can't do those kinds of things you know it's got to be it's got to be precise and it's all timing and the ball's got to come out right and it's got to hit you in the right spot and all that
0: stuff. So whatever the problem with the Falcons is, they have come out of the gates and looked terrible. In two of their three games to start, Indianapolis last week, they they started off terribly, and they were horrible. I think they were down 28 to nothing or something like that at halftime to Minnesota in week one. Whatever that reason is, if it's Dan Quinn, the coach, that's the problem, then you have to hope for the Titans' sake that it maybe rears its ugly head this game because I don't see how unless the Falcons screw it up In some way or another, I'm not sure how you go in there and beat them. And that's the other part, is you are playing desperately, knowing that you're gonna have to win this game to stay alive this season. Atlanta's one and two, they're probably thinking the same thing. Hey, if we got any shot this year, we're gonna have to beat Tennessee at home now. Cannot lose to the freaking Titans. And that makes Atlanta a very dangerous team. This is
2: not a good game. Well Matt Ryan does have six intercept or yeah, six interceptions. And he
0: had a stupid one Leads last week the against Indianapolis.
2: So, yeah, that's I part think of the he's problem. got like
1: what 7 TDs and six interceptions eight, or something. 8, TDs, eight yeah. TDs and six interceptions. The problem, is, is, you're interceptions.
0: The problem is, is you're not doing a great job of getting interceptions. I mean, I know you did oh, whoa, whoa, the first whoa, whoa, game and not count.
1: We got four. We're leading the league in turnovers. And it doesn't matter.
0: And get- you got three in the first game because Cleveland penalized themselves to the tune of 180 yards, and every play was third down and 27. I mean, that's why you got three interceptions. Because Baker, you know. Guess,
1: guess what? They all count. They all count. I know, but this and team's not every, getting 180 yards every of Every team in the league gets interceptions just like, however you want to categorize the interceptions we got, every team in the league gets them just like that. So, I mean, it happens all the time um and the key yeah, i mean you just got to catch them make the play have somebody in the right spot do all that stuff i mean it happens every single week
0: okay i don't believe the titans are very good at getting interceptions or okay. turnovers okay now david says on twitter have you not figured it out the titans win when we aren't supposed to like the eagles and the patriots and the cowboys last year and the falcons game could be one of those games Boy, I'd say this, though. I'd hate to waste one of my Patriots and Eagles and Cowboys performances on Atlanta. Because even though I think Atlanta's better than the Titans, you know, how many Patriot-like performances last year could you actually have in a season? But at the same time, you may need to use your that kind of performance in order to beat Atlanta. And you have to have this game, so... Maybe this is the the Nashville Predators theory of when you think they're going to do something, they do the opposite. You know, the Predators are up 2-1 in a series, and if they just win game three at, or game four at Dallas, they'll be in a commanding 3-1 lead and up, didn't show up, absolutely housed in game four. Like, just when you think they're going to do something, they do the opposite. Maybe that's what will happen for the Titans is I have no faith and they'll go out there and they'll play well. I don't know. I'm not, I don't like, love using that theory as a means to feeling good about the Titans.
1: Yeah. Matthew sense. says on Twitter. I'd like to just go out and play well. That'd be great.
0: Well, I've not done that except the Cleveland <laughs> game, which you didn't even really played well, play well. You just let Cleveland screw everything up, which was a good game plan. Matthew says on Twitter. Realistically, the season isn't over until December 29th. Thanks, Matthew. Uh, he said, technically, realistically, the season will be over before Thanksgiving. The Titans will then finish 1-4 in December in a spot out of the playoffs. Sounds kind of like last year. Let's go to your phone, 615-737-1025 on a Fireball Hot Take Friday. Marquise is going to kick us off today here on Jared and the GM. Go ahead, Marquise. Hey, man, I was
2: just going to say, I honestly think that the Titans are going to be able to pull this off. Just like the other guy said, they always win when you don't expect them to win. Um, the whole thing with the last two games, I think they were still trying to recuperate from losing to Indianapolis, knowing that they could have won that game. Then they only had, what, two or three days to prepare to go against Jaguars. And just like a professional fighter, when they got in their mindset that they're going to go in there and win, the, team, the other team usually shows up and shows out. So I really think that they're going to be able to fool off. They got more time to get their thoughts together, get their play together. And I bet they're going to honestly bring it in, and they're going to go ahead and and seeing th- th- the Falcons on their way. Thank you for the call,
0: Marquis. Floyd, you're shaking your head in agreement.
1: Uh, uh yeah. I mean, I, anything's possible. I'm not. I mean, this time of
0: year, I mean, everything's possible. Not,
1: none but... of these teams bother me.
0: I mean, Marcus could throw the, for 500 team, yards on if, Sunday. If, I doubt if they, they go,
1: if they could go undefeated the rest of the year, and and win the Super Bowl, and this week, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, none of that. I don't care what the team is. I'm, I'm looking at right now. What's the team right now? And at this point in time in the year, every team's about the same. We see that every week where some team that you don't expect jumps up and bites another team. I mean, Buffalo's 3-0. San Francisco's 3-0. I mean, there are teams out there that you know are not very good teams. They're 3-0. and And there are teams out there that are pretty good teams that are 1-3 and or maybe even 0-3. I don't know. But I, 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 it's not. It's just the beginning of the year is so unpredictable. I don't think you can rely on anything. I don't think you can count on anything. I don't think you can count yourself out of anything. Because, as I always say, the teams that are going to end up being really good don't know it. The teams that are going to end up being really bad don't
0: know I it. I mean, I feel like I can say Kansas City is a pretty good football team.
1: It might be you. Might be right.
0: I mean, I think Kansas City. I think anybody can say definitively that the Kansas City Chiefs are a good football.
1: Player. Yeah. Until Mahomes gets an ACL this week, then what are they? Thank you. That, that's called the NFL. It just that's change, called that's, that the NFL. Everything. That's
0: not you know.
1: It's what called the NFL happens all the time, all the time. As San Francisco, they're three and zero this time. But you know, this time a couple years ago, they had their quarterback blown up and couldn't win a game.
0: Now uh, San Francisco's a fake. I mean, like to me, there are fake three and O's. where you play nobody like San Francisco, like Buffalo. You play nobody, and you're three and zero. That to me is a fake three and zero. That's what those teams are. Uh, the only good team I'm looking at this right now. The only good team you could say might be good at zero and three.
1: Who's judging good here?
0: Just saying, like, I, you? like, you could say would be a good team. Like, you could make an argument for being a good team, although I'm not, uh, would be the Steelers at 0-3. Everybody else absolutely sucks. Miami, Jets, Broncos, Bengals, Steelers, uh, Redskins, and Arizona is 0 and one All of those teams suck. All of them. And so I do think that there are some things you can tell early in the season. Like, Miami sucks. Like I think we can all definitively put our foot down and say they are
1: horrible. Well, I, I think we could have said that before they ever snapped the ball. There's the truth there. No. So, I, I
0: mean, mean they, they, was, they told us that before they snapped the ball. Yeah,
1: that wasn't a big deal.
0: But to say that you can't make – you yes, you can't – you don't know exactly how it's going to play out early in the season, but you can play your way out of the season, and that's what I feel like the Titans would do if they lose on Sunday to the Falcons. You're one and three. How do you play your way out of a one and three hole? You got to get on a roll. Where's a roll coming up? Win a couple Chargers, up win a game. Up Chiefs, Saints, Texans, Indy. Like there's too many roadblocks on the schedule. Once you start one and three, in order to get on a roll,
1: I'm I'm, I'm not whining. I'm sorry.
0: I'm just telling the truth. I'm, over I'm here. not
1: crying about it. It is what it is. You know what? You got nothing to cry about. You got to bow up and go in there and find a way. And we see it happen every single year. If it never, ever happened. But not to you. If it never, ever happened, you would be. I mean, we. what do you mean not to me?
0: I'm not talking about we to you. I'm eight, talking about to the eight, Titans. Eight, this
1: group. And went 13 and 3. I mean, it happens all the time with a team that was no different. No,
0: and that it's team just was like, like team this team.
1: This team. Has, I mean, the Atlanta team we're playing right now was in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. What were they last year? Six and ten?
0: Something like that. Yeah.
1: Well, same guys. Same quarterback. Same offensive line. Same receiver. Oh, did they? Who got hurt? All the defense. defense. All the offense was there. New they could have gone out there, and they could have scored and gone up and down the field and scored about
0: 70 a game, and they still would have won. But no... More of your Didn't phones, I? 615-737-1025, 737 1025 Plus, Derrick Henry talks about the mindset of the team. Is he right? We'll get to that next. It's a Fireball Hot Take Friday right here on Jared and the GM on ESPN 1025, the game.
2: Given the opportunity, I think a lot of guys would, would want to play as fast as fast as soon as they could. It it does suck to wait a little bit, but, again, it gives us an opportunity to rest our bodies. It gives us an opportunity, like on Monday, to work on things that maybe you don't get a chance to necessarily work on throughout the week. And, um, you know, I think we got better, and, you know, we're looking forward to the game on Sunday.
0: Mariota's looking forward to the game on Sunday. I'm looking forward to the game on Sunday, but I'd say this. Be ready for Atlanta. Be ready for the Falcons. And realize what is at stake given the state of the season. And I feel like a lot of, I feel like the Titans are just kind of, you know, Delaney Walker said it best. When he came into the league, people would be freaking out about being one and two. Now, people in the league, not just the Titans, but people in the league, eh, it's one and two. Move on. It's okay. And I do not think it's okay. And this was Derrick Henry talking yesterday about how kind of the mindset of the football team going into this Atlanta game.
2: We don't try to get too ahead of ourselves. Try to take one game at a time, one day at a time, you know, and um, execute things in practice and then get out in the game and try to make plays. There's definitely a sense of urgency. Nobody's panicking. You know, we know what we have to do to go out there and uh, win the game.
0: There's a sense of urgency, but nobody's panicking, and we know what we have to do. Okay, well, if they go out there and don't play like there's a sense of urgency, then I am panicking. On Sunday. You're panicking
1: now. They haven't even kicked
0: off. (laughs) I I have no faith in this team Sunday.
1: You are. I mean, it's. I'm I'm getting depressed over here listening to you.
0: I've heard nobody on the Titans that has just kind of said, like, hey, calm down. It'll be fine. This is a good team. I haven't heard any of that. It's all the same. Oh, you know, it's just three games. We're not going to try to get too worked up by it. I'm like, I'm worked up. I'm worked up because I'm looking at the Falcons on Sunday, and if you lose to the Falcons, then what? Then do you just say, "Well, it's just four games. It's just to five the, games. Jay. Go to
1: the next one. It's just six. That's it. It's just, all you can do. Just thirteen Derek games ahead.
0: We're just not there yet. It's just not. It's you know, it's 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 not thirteen. You know, it's not fourteen games. But then when it becomes fourteen games, they'll say, Ah, right,
2: calm down. It's fourteen games.
0: Adam is up next on a Fireball Hot Take Friday. Thank you for calling. Go ahead, Adam.
2: All right. So I'm going to call you on Monday. And I'm gonna be. I'm gonna go. Hey, you remember what I said, right? The Titans are gonna blow out Atlanta on Sunday, and I say that because after that Browns win, everybody was hyping Brable really hard. Like, this is the best coach in the league. Oh my God, you should hear all these uh, uh, national guys saying he's the best coach. We got a really not one
0: national person said he's the best uh, yeah, coach.
2: Yes, yeah, they said he was a great coach. I heard it from like ten different guys. Anyway. When he had all offseason to prep for the Browns, and you're talking about Atlanta like they're you know, some powerhouse offense. The Browns had a pretty good offense, and we shut them down because he actually had a chance to prep for them. The Indy game, not so much. It was kind of a coin flip, and I felt like it the entire time I was there. But you were supposed to almost supposed to lose the Jags game. I know what you're going to say, but you had no tape on that quarterback, and you had four days on the road. So you could lose that game. It's a divisional opponent. You could lose that game. You've got 10 days to prepare for Atlanta. There is no reason you don't blow Atlanta out. you got a good secondary. You could blow Atlanta out. How do you feel if you don't blow Atlanta out? Yeah, I'm going to be sick, Jared. But, hey, why are you going to go into it with that mindset, man? We should blow Atlanta out. There's no excuse.
0: Because the Tennessee I Titans. I love it, Adam. Thank you, Adam. Way to go, Adam. The, the Tennessee Titans, unless it. the other team just absolutely screws up the game have no capability of blowing anybody out because they can't get any explosive plays. Like, if they're going to blow somebody out, where are the explosive plays going to come from? And I believe that all the dumb things Baker Mayfield did in Week 1, Matt Ryan is not going to do because he's not as dumb as Baker Mayfield.
1: Well, he's thrown more interceptions than Baker Mayfield. He in fact, th- almost twice. Almost twice as many.
0: Now, Baker threw a pick last week, didn't he?
1: I don't know. I don't think so. I thought it was just three, but you might be right. He's thrown three, and and
0: Ryan's thrown six. Do you think that Matt Ryan has any chance of playing as dumb on uh, Sunday uh, as Baker? Uh, may absolutely, feel
1: absolutely. I mean, he's got six interceptions. That's, you know, we got zero. So, And everyone wants to get
0: rid of this quarterback.
1: Well, <laughs> there are other numbers <laughs> to, to you know evaluate. But from an interception standpoint, I mean, these games, I, I, I keep telling you, it's not who wins these games. It's who loses these games. Indy didn't beat us, in my mind. We beat ourselves against Indy. Jacksonville beat us.
0: Well, but you also Jackson, gave them 7 points to start the game.
1: Beat you because we couldn't adjust to you know, Campbell on a right
0: guard that's struggling. I mean, that's so is Grady Jarrett not going to eat this right guard for breakfast in this Well, game? I
1: think I think we will we able to adjust that. We're going to respect that we're going to and I don't even know who the right guard's going to be. We act like I mean who knows. Well, Jim White <laughs> was be. making
0: it sound like today on the on the midday show that it's going to be um uh what's his name? Nate, the guy who sucks. No, 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 the guy who's playing now, Douglas, that it's going to be Douglas back out there. I mean, I don't even feel bad for for like I don't even blame Douglas for being terrible. It's his he's a practice squad player. That's what he is. Uh and you know Atlanta is just going to put Grady Jarrett right over him and Grady Jarrett is going to eat him for lunch if they don't do anything, you know, to stop that. I think my thing, I agree with you, more games are lost at this stage in the season, but the Titans are coming off of two weeks of losing plays. Marcus misses a wide-open Tajay Sharp for a touchdown. That is a losing play. Derrick Henry drops the football out of the backfield, in which I was told he's running for a touchdown if he catches it. That's a losing play. Adoree Jackson tries to field a ball. He has no business fielding. I finally saw that, by the way. What a disaster.
1: That was not. I I mean, I, I can't even tie that to the punt returner. I mean, I can tie that to just picking up a fumble. I mean, anybody in football that can't pick up a fumble like that—I mean, you're looking at him, especially an athlete of his caliber—and you're going, "All you had to do was pick it up, or like Ian said, fall on it. Just fall, just run up there and dive on it. Play's over. Okay, let's move on. But to try to pick it up and not pick it up, and then try and try again and not be
0: able to pick it up—I mean, that was incredible." So why don't you just run that guy back out there? Because that's what Rabel's going to do on Sunday.
1: Oh, yeah. I, don't, I feel much better he about it now. pick
0: up the ball.
1: I feel much better about right. it now. Because you, know, you know he can catch the punt. Again. wasn't a matter uh, of catching the he, punt.
0: He sucks. I, to me, it just, those are all losing plays. They're all losing plays. And you're committing them. So every time you go out there, you say, you know, these games are lost more than they're won. Right. And for the last two weeks, you have lost the game with losing plays. So why am I supposed to believe that that's going to change? Now Vrabel did coach him up on fundamentals Monday, so maybe that helped. I don't know. There you go. That that's that is the I give Vrabel credit for that because at least he's willing to look in the mirror and and not just say everything happens in the NFL is tough to explain, we'll be fine. And if Vrabel's looking at it like, "Oh my god, my team can't even catch the ball." So, got to have a special practice for Catching the ball, tucking the ball, running with the ball, picking the ball up, throwing the ball, finishing whatever you're supposed to finish on. I, yes, can't tackle. I mean, the more I talk about the Titans, the more disappointed I get, and the more I, I, I lean towards favoring I've got, the Falcons. I've got a see.
1: hanky right here. You're going to need this. I'm just telling you the truth. Here you go. I'm just saying the, the truth, truth. The truth according to Jared.
0: The truth. <laughs> If I came out, if I came out, now, we got no chance. Let's ask they the callers They don't this. like us. They don't like, they're going to try to beat us up. I oh, want everyone no. listening in their car right now to listen <laughs> to this. If I had come on at 2 o'clock today and said, I think they're going to blow out the Falcons, like the caller just said. If I come out and say, I think they're going to blow out the Falcons, who thinks Floyd would not spend the next four hours telling us, Hey, they were in the Super Bowl a couple years ago, and they've got Matt Ryan, and he's league MVP, and they've got Julio Jones. I just like talking about
1: what it actually is. I like talking about the real elements of the game. By
0: that, do you mean the the opposite of what I think?
1: Yeah, I'm talking about about the real stuff, and and it's not the extreme over here or the extreme over here. It's the real things that could happen. I think that's the the part that's interesting, unique, because, I mean, there's going to be plenty of things that go on here that are going to happen. And, you know, it's not like you have to – we're going to go pound our chest. We're going to go down there and kill them. Are you really – you know or we got no chance i, I didn't say go got home. no chance i do not feel good crawl over here get into I do bed not feel good. go to bed
0: i do not feel good 615-737-1025 615-737-1025 coming up next quick preds thought preds have their final preseason game tonight at carolina i got a quick little preds thought we'll get into that it's Jared and the GM it's a fireball hot take friday it's ESPN 1025 the game
2: all of our players have gone through that uh, from Colton Sissons to Victor Arvidsson to Philip Forsberg, Callie Yonkrok, Roman Yossi, Pecorini. It's a development league, and we need them on the ice and developing. And when when they are ready, when they do start to make that move up, and they might go back to Milwaukee and then maybe up again, there's no set path on how it works, um, you know that they've been developed the right way. And so um, we're thrilled with the way the guys played. And you know, sometimes you uh, even they look at going to Milwaukee as a demotion, we look at it as part of the process.
0: That was Peter Laviolette on the young players that have been down in Milwaukee. Predators tonight against the Carolina Hurricanes, the final preseason game. The Preds, by the way, have recalled eight from Milwaukee essentially to play in this game in tonight. Game. <laughs> I mean, so here you go. So, Rim Petlick, uh, Anthony Richard, and Anthony Richard, by the way, he is... Uh, he's not that bad. Uh, Alexander Carrier is the one who's horrible. Oh, my God, he is horrible. Uh, I went to the Tampa Bay game the other night. He literally just was trying to, like, put the puck on the tape in front of the net as a defenseman and got it taken away. Like, just just awful. Uh, anywho, so Rem Petlick, Anthony Richard, Ellie Tolvanen, Jakob Trinan, uh, Uh, Josh Wilkins, who got in a fight the other night, Carrier, Jeremy Davies, and Ken Appleby have all been recalled from uh, AHL Milwaukee, which tells you that it's kind of, I think, like the fourth preseason game in the NFL. So don't expect Pekka to get out there tonight, I would uh, assume, against Carolina. Anywho, Adam Vingan has an article in The Athletic, right? There are three spots he believes are open on the Preds' opening night roster, and there are six guys that he has vying for three spots. He's got Daniel Carr, Mika Salamaki, Freddy Gaudreau, Matt Irwin, Steve Santini, and uh, Jared Tenorti, who are all competing for the three spots. So six guys for three spots. The Predators usually carry eight defensemen, although Vingan thinks they'll carry seven uh, and carry an extra forward this year for whatever. Now, to me, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not sure how much I care about any of these guys. Like, think about this. Matt Irwin has been on this team for the last three or four years, and he has never played a legitimate role. It has always been third-pair defenseman, and if they can get anybody better out there, they will, but then they ultimately can't. I mean, he is kind of like, I don't want to say the Jameel Douglas of the Predators, but he's one of those kind of guys. Like, anybody I can find who's better, I'll play, but I just can't constantly find people who are better, so then you get out there. Although he did have a nice start to the year they went to the Cup, but that was three years ago. Um, Santini was in the P.K. Subban trade. I think he stinks. But Vingan says that he'll be on the team. Tenordi was a first-round pick by Montreal in 2010, and uh, he, it's been more than three years, according to Adam Vingan, since he last played in the NHL. So I'm going to guess that if he's been around <laughs> for a decade and, and it's get been fired three the spot. years at 6'6", six, six, it's been three years since he's played. Now, he was the Admirals' captain last season. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, don't think that that happens. Uh, so here's what Vingan's prediction on all six of these guys are. Who are the six again? Daniel Carr, a forward they signed on yeah. July 1st, yeah. who was the MVP of the AHL last year. Mika Salamaki, who, you know, right.
1: fourth-line guy yeah. for forever.
0: Freddie Gaudreau. Yeah. Matt Irwin. Yeah. Santini, who was involved in the PK trade, but it was more like he's he's got like a $1.4 million contract, so you got to bite the bullet on his $1.4 million. Um And then Tenorti, who Crispy likes.
1: I, I just started to say, that was Crispy. You mentioned him the other day when we had him on the show. It sounded like he liked him.
0: He liked Tenorti, but just like with Jeremy McNichols on the Titans. I mean, when you've played on five different teams in five different training camps— what do you really you know, <laughs> like?
1: You're not going to surprise anybody?
0: So here's what here, here's Adam's predictions. Adam thinks Carr makes the roster. He thinks Salamaki makes the roster. And he thinks Santini makes the roster. Simply because he was in the P.K. Subban trade. Now, I don't know if I'm reading this right.
1: Well, he didn't cost... Oh, just because he was part of the trade? Yeah. He, okay.
0: Now, he's $1.4 million against the cap, which is the largest of all these guys. But if they send him down, he'd be three hundred and forty-one thousand. Well, by my estimation, if you have one point three or whatever it is, uh, if it's one point three, you have in cap space. You send down the one point four guy, and you have to eat three hundred grand of that against the cap. That puts it plus two million or two point two something. One, something. So that to me would be more reason to get rid of that guy then it would be to keep him. But Adam has him staying as the seventh defenseman, meaning he'll get scratched until somebody gets hurt, which tells you what you really think of that guy. Uh, You know what my bottom line analysis of this is? What? I don't care. (laughs) I I mean, think about it this way. If I have to care about Mika Salamaki being on this team or Daniel Carr or Steve Santini, one, either they're a humongous liability and you have to get them the heck out of there or two, all the other guys who are supposed to be the big-time players aren't doing their jobs.
1: Well, you have to be careful. And, and I'm not saying they're doing this at all. But I think this happens in pro sports. Is You get a guy that, you know, in the NFL, you get the 50th, 50th guy, the 51st, 2nd, 3rd guy are guys that you've had around that you really really like for whatever reason. Uh you know, really good guys, really practice hard, maybe have played in a game and helped you at some point in time. Um but the truth is they they're only going to get in the game to cover kicks. You know, but mm-hmm. you like them for that. And and if you're not careful and and don't keep rotating those guys Pretty soon, you've got a you know eight year guy that you're paying three million dollars a year to cover a kick that you could get for three hundred grand a year. Mm-hmm. You know you have to. That's why people keep rotating those guys, keep moving them around. You get, you you know you're not actually improving your team at all.
0: Yeah, it's like Salamaki.
1: How, how much better are those? How, I mean, it's not like we don't know those guys.
0: Yeah, Gaudreau, Salamaki, and, uh, yeah, and mean,
1: so it's... you know you're saying to yourself, okay, how much better are they going to get? And I understand what what Peter was saying about you know going back and forth and and actually improving a player here, a player there, and and a bunch of those guys you know the Tolvinans of the world, Pitlick, yeah, those kind of guys. I mean, they're just that's made for them, and it's perfect. I'm not sure after you know, a few years, that that's going to be the case, but but I'm not a hockey guy.
0: So Vingan says that they that he thinks that they'll waive... Uh, Gaudreau, and he thinks they'll waive Matt Irwin, and they'll send uh, Tenorti back to Milwaukee, and then Tenorti will work his way into the call-up discussion. I almost want to say they should keep Tenorti because I know what I think of Irwin and Santini, and I don't like what I think of those guys. So they should keep Tenorti because Crispy likes Tenorti, and, again, when we're talking about the last man on the roster, if Crispy says he likes him, then you know what? Put him in there.
1: Got some experience. That's but, sure.
0: but as far as who makes the back end of the roster, that is the least important thing, in my opinion, to what matters for this Predators team starting next week. The single least important thing of does Freddie Gaudreau make this roster for the umpteenth time to go in there and essentially do nothing. Now, he won't lose you the game, but he's he is what he is. Salamaki is what he is.
1: and And I think once you say that, as an organization, then it's time to move them because they're they are not getting any better. You know they're just not they're just kind of okay. They're there. Well, let's try one of these other guys that we kind of like that is only gonna get better and see if we can get him better.
0: The only problem with that though is like in a bot on the fourth line role, you know Salamaki can go in there and he can he can ruffle some feathers and he can be physical with them and he can and I mean they're not gonna put Pitlick in a fourth line role, but. But, again, you're not going to win the cup because of Mika Salamaki. Yeah. Then again, if you won the cup two years ago, or three years ago, or however the hell long ago that was, Freddie Gaudreau would have been a very big reason as to why you won the cup. Which is amazing to say, but where I sit today, who makes the last spot on the roster, who cares? Now, can Kyle Turris actually play well being on the wing on the first line? That matters. You yes, know, It does. That matters, and we'll find that out shortly. And I'm get, and I'm betting against that, by the way. Regardless of what you may have seen in the preseason, I'm betting against. You got that. to be positive now. Why you are
1: so
2: negative? He made a nice move on that pass to Craig Smith for the goal the other night. That
0: was a beautiful play by Craig Smith. Oh, beautiful <laughs> play by Craig Smith. I watched that and I said, "Oh, so beautiful." Oh.
2: Well, oh. Turris made that setup too. So
1: and you don't like either one of those guys.
0: I'm mean, I live with Smith. <laughs> I mean, you know. I can live with them. Six one five seven three seven one zero two five. There may be relief coming to the Titans on the offensive line, but is it really relief? And when's it coming? And what the heck are the Titans telling me now about this? We'll get to that next. Jared and the GM. Fireball Hot Take Friday. It's ESPN 1025, the game.